Hello and welcome to 60 Minutes with I'm Chris and I'm joined as usual by Adam Parry. Hello. Hello Adam, how are you? I'm wonderful, how are you? Mm, very good, very good. I'm, uh, I've been looking forward to this, as I have with all of the, since we've been doing these, uh, you know, kind of like looking back spotlight shows, whatever you want to call them, because um, it's exciting because I just don't know where it's going to go, to be quite honest with you. Um, and obviously the first film that we talked about, Biggles, I'd never watched, but that was one that you wanted to revisit. Then there was Blue Jean Cop. And now we're on to Beastmaster, which yes. we've both seen but not for a very, very, very long time. No, right? and you, you left me, you did what I did to you last time and you just left me a cryptic message saying, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. And I'm sitting there looking at those words, trying to gleam any kind of clue. Yeah. What do you think of this? Yeah, so, and we haven't given anything away to each other um, prior to recording this to sort of like, you know, see how we are, are you know, how, how you feel about the movie, how I feel about the movie. So literally when we record, that's when we find out about what the other person thinks about the film. <laughs> and yeah. I can't wait. Now, I watched Beastmaster last night. Um, you watched it a, a week ago or something well, like that? I watched I watched ooh, all but 20 minutes of it last week and wrote a load of notes. So I'm hoping I can A, read any of them and B, remember. And I watched the last 20 minutes tonight. Ooh, did you? Oh, so it's fresh in our memory. Yes. Well, <laughs> the last 20 minutes anyway. <laughs> I've, I've written so many notes. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what? Um, I, it's, mine's only like a little notebook this time I've written. But um, it, I've written one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight, nine pages worth of <laughs> I've done seven A4 pages, but there's only like one. There's a, I literally do like a sentence, a line as I'm walking, uh, walking as I'm watching it. So it's not yeah. like a full page of text, but still, still. That's, that's that's quite a lot. I think and hopefully between the two of us, we should be able to cover quite a lot i mean there's a lot going on in this film which um you know Mm. (laughs) anyway like i said i don't want to give away what i think about it but um yes uh, we've got a bit of correspondence as well from people on twitter and you don't know this because i haven't told you but we've got an audio clip from uh, yes i know from mr alan sanders from um the wilder ride you can't play that because his voice is excellent. I know. He's just gonna... <laughs> make us sound shit. Yeah, he is. Well, I'll stick it on at the end somewhere. So at least people will listen to us now and, you know, they'll get to him by the time, you know, they get to him, they'll listen to us anyway. So unless they skip to him anyway and listen to the five yeah. minutes that he sent in and then just fuck us off. But um, no, <laughs> I'm sure they won't. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so we, we had some nice feedback again from the Blue Jean Cop show. And so that's cool. And uh, I think we are doing quite well at keeping these quite regular. So uh, that's nice, isn't it? We were a week late last time. Well, there's no, no such thing as late, but we, we there was a three-week gap between the last one. Well, is it two weeks? I can't remember. Yeah, it's not been that long anyway. No, so uh, it's fine. Anyway, enough rambling bollocks. Um, yes. Let's get into the Beastmaster. <laughs> did you like that? <laughs> I that, did, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was my eagle. My eagle impression. <laughs> Possibly anyway. better than Mark Singers. Well, well. Um, so, uh, you, you picked The Beastmaster from 1982, mm. uh, directed by Don Coscarelli. Um, he, he sounds like he should be a, a fucking mafia, you know, kind of 
mafioso kind of character, doesn't he? Really, um, the pasta maker. Yes, yes. Uh, Don Cascarelli. Um, Welcome to Cascarelli's. How about the pizza? <laughs> um, he, um, I, I haven't um, watched them, I must admit, but he is responsible for the Phantasm series. Have you ever watched any of those movies? Do you know what? I, I haven't. That's, there's like five of them, isn't there? Four or five of them or something? There's, there's, there's a few, yeah. I mean, he... Yeah. Uh, he, he's, uh, I think he's basically responsible. He directed them all, and uh, yeah, there's there's four according to this. Um, probably like the only '80s sort of horror franchise where I haven't seen a single one. Yeah, I I know about them mainly from the trailer for Phantasm Two because it was one of those trailers that was always on, um, you know, VHS kind of, and it was always always about the ball, this kind of yeah. like silver ball that would fly through the air and impale people and did nasty things because uh, i think even the tagline for the uh the second film was something like you know beware of the ball or whatever which <laughs> <laughs> is awesome um but then more recently uh well i guess in the last sort of like 15 years or so um well, longer than that uh, he directed uh bubba hotep have you seen did that he? one i have yeah. seen that yeah yeah with um bruce campbell playing uh, elvis yeah uh, been a while since i've watched that but but yeah so uh i I was kind of intrigued when i found out that he directed this because that's what i'm saying i I, i'm really really known for like phantasm movies um but but yes tell people tell me why did you pick beastmaster and what's your Um, connection to it well i haven't got much of a connection it's not like my uncle played anyone in it or anything like that and that's not a cryptic thing genuinely my uncle didn't play anyone in beastmaster so um no i just remember this being the second rental uh that my dad got out from um from town when we got our first vhs player when i was when i was a wee nipper Mm. back in the days when you didn't own things you rented them so he used to rent the television and then he rented a vhs player and uh, the first film he rented was Conan the Barbarian, and my dad must have had something, you know, about muscular men in loincloths because the uh, the following week we rented Beastmaster, so mm-hmm. we sat down and watched that. You know, I don't know if my mum and dad had no idea about films and young children, but they weren't bothered at all when I was like four about what I was watching. It was only when I became maybe a bit more lucid and human where they went a few years stopping me watching like adult films, and then. By the time I was like 11 and 12, I was, I was allowed to watch pretty much whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen it since then. I, it just popped. When we did our list, it just popped into my head. I was just thinking, what the first films we rented out? And I remember Conan. And that's quite obvious. And I thought, Beastman, but Beastman, I haven't seen that for God knows how long. Well, 30 odd years, 36, Jesus Christ, 35, 36 years. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that, that it's as simple as that. Really, there's no there's no taping or anything this time. It's it's just an early an early rental. Mm. I think with because uh, fantasy movies around that time in the eighties were quite big, you know, and it, it's because yeah. um, it was a good way to sell people on the actual movie itself with the the VHS cover, um, yeah. which you can get away with like with things like you know science fiction and fantasy movies because even though it, they might be shit. That you can make the covers look fucking awesome. Yeah, um, someone with a massive sword uh, and yeah. some scantily clad vixen fighting a dragon or something, all you know, painted and lovely. Yeah, easy to sell. And then you watch the film, and it's like this isn't like that. 
Yes. Um, I mean, it was video games were like that as well, you know, back mm. in the back in day, like all computer games, as we used to call them, because um, we used to play them on computers. Yes. Um, but it was, you know, things like I remember, obviously, Barbarian. Um, <laughs> yeah, with Wolf and Maria Whittaker. Maria Whittaker. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I feel, I've got a feeling I'm going to get quite aroused talking about Beastmaster and things like it. Um, Mark Singer does show a lot of flesh. <laughs> Yes. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so there was that. Then there was another one called Athena, which was I'm looking at a picture of it now because I've got uh, Bob Wakelin, who's sadly no longer with us. Uh, he uh, drew a lot of the artwork for those movies, for, uh, movies, video games for Ocean. So there was like Athena. And I think that, that you know, that's got a picture of a scantily clad woman on the cover. And so that was it. I mean, you go to the vid- video shop and, you, you know, you didn't have loads of money to rent out tons of stuff. So you, you pick the one with the best cover a lot of the yeah. time. So and, and like I said, looking around that kind of era, you got like the likes of Willow, which are again, um, Alan has suggested that we have a chat about because I haven't watched that for a, a while. Although, I'm not sure a scantily clad Warwick Davis is much of a seller on a VHS cover. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, Crawl. Do you remember Crawl? From 19, that, 1983. It's got nothing to do with snails or slugs, has it? Uh, I don't think there's any slugs in it. It's one where uh, the, the the guy's main weapon, it's like a glaive. Oh, uh, Crawl. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said Crawl because of your accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with my accent. Thank you. Crawl. Oh, do you remember Crawl? Crawl. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you remember crawl, crawl, yeah. crawl. The, uh, yeah, crawl, yeah, crawl, crawl, crawl. With the uh, sort of <laughs> with like the spiky boomerang thing. That's the one. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you mentioned Conan the Barbarian, um, yeah. and uh, Clash of the Titans was another favourite of mine. I used to watch when I was Classic. a kid. Classic. Yes. Um, where are we? There was uh, Conan the Destroyer. See, I've got a lot of fond memories of that one. Um, yeah, I, if you, with um, Grace, I was going to say Grace, Grace Kelly, but that would be Grace Kelly, not <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grace Jones. Um, yeah, Grace Kelly's career dived after she blacked herself up for that one. Yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, Hawk the Slayer. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I've never seen it. But... I do remember it. Mm. Yeah, I remember, that, I remember that one as well. Um, I, I have fond memories of that. So I think it'd be fun to go back and, and check that one out. Red Sonja. Uh, yes, sort of uh, Conan 3, but not. Yes, yes, that was it. Uh, basically Conan, isn't it, with um, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, fantasy movies were, were really sort of like popular around that time. Um, so, but yeah, I... I watched Beastmaster on TV. I didn't rent it. It was one of those that must have been on, uh, you know, one of the channels, probably BBC One or something like that. And I think I was kind of teased it last time we spoke that um, it traumatised me, um, you know, and it was, you know, not for some of the reasons we, we might talk about, you know, in the show, but there's a certain scene in it which, oh, God, well, I would just say, any time the ferrets are in trouble, <laughs> I get really anxious. And I still get anxious now. Oh, God, the fucking ferrets. They're, I mean, they're brilliant, but they're... Oh, I you don't want to suffer from ferret anxiety. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, starring in Beastmaster, you've got Mark Singer. Um, I haven't really watched hardly anything with him in it, apart from V, the TV show. Um, mm-hmm. 
from the eighties. Did you did you used to watch that? Yeah, and I, I you know what I should have looked this up. It was really bugging me because I'm pretty sure he was in a TV show. It's probably about ten or twelve years ago now. And all I remember is it lasted one series, and it was about people who lived in a swampy place, and there were aliens or something in the water. Oh, right, okay. I'm sure it was him, because I've, I've, every now and then this thing pops into my head, because it's one of the few few shows I can't remember the name of. And I remember the, I always remember the bloke in it. I was like, what do I know him from? What do I know him from? And I watched Beastmaster, and I was like, fuck it, that's him. That's him out of that thing that I can't remember. And I just hmm. haven't looked it up, because I'm an idiot. Um, there was a TV show called, I think it was on Channel 4 or 5, I can't remember. It was called Invasion, I think. That's that. the bugger. Is that the one? I can't remember him being in it. I must admit. Oh, was he not? Okay. I don't know. Won that one. I don't know. But um, yeah. Anyway, but that, so I, I kind of um, I think V was mid eighties, nineteen eighty five, something like that. So um, I would have seen him in that, and then you know quite liked him in that. So um, yeah, and then um, it's all right. I've just skipped forward. I've gone too far here. Then you've got Tanya Roberts, um, or. TRT, as I referred to her whenever I might wrote my notes for this movie, and I'll, I'll explain what that means when I get to it. But the only thing I know her from is A View to a Kill. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. Yeah. She she plays the, the bit of totty, the Bond girl in that. Um, flaps or whatever they were called back then. Yeah, yeah, sort of like, yeah, um, windy flaps or something. <laughs> um, then you've got Rip Torn. Yeah. What a fucking name he's got. That's amazing, isn't it? Which um, I had a quick look at on IMDb. Uh, he sadly passed away, not recently. It was in July of this year. Um, he was 88 years old. Bloody hell. Mm. So, uh, I mean, he's been around. He's been in a few films. Um, I think obviously Men in Black kind of comes to mind, doesn't he? And also yeah. the Larry Sanders show, which I don't know if you used to watch that. He was on BBC Two uh, late at night um, back in the... 90s i think something like that which is a really funny show Never um, it. no um but him ripped on i was thinking about this because he got such a great name him and slim pickings um I th- he he was in um dr strange love he's got another great name as well yeah. him and the footballer max power should have had like a fucking because <laughs> there is a footballer called max power that's yeah. just amazing uh you know just kind of you know start a club of you know people with amazing names <laughs> because <laughs> they are um then you've got john amos as seth um yeah. i'm not going to say the token black man because that would be wrong of me um i, I can't but he, he's kind of like the grace jones of the piece yeah. he's, he's the muscular kind of uh you know was he in coming to america yes he was the dowel wasn't he yes and he was, and I thought, where have I seen him before? And I was thinking Baywatch, and I was thinking that's not right. Castlehoff. Um, <laughs> uh, but then he was the bad guy. Uh, oh, spoiler! Uh, but I mean, fucking hell, it's like what twenty eight, nine years old now. Uh, yeah, he, he was the bad guy in Die Hard Two. Um, you know when they bring in the the you know the army or whatever to come in and take out oh, the bad guys. Shit, so he was. He's the guy who uh, he's the twist, you know, the the plot twist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then that's it, really. There's nobody else I kind of recognise from the cast. I don't know about you. No, well, there weren't really much else, was there? There, there was a small boy as a boy called something that I can't remember now, but. Uh... It was important to the plot later on, but that was about it. 
everyone mm. else, eh, neither in or there. That was it, yeah. So, so yeah, um, uh, there we are. Uh, have you got a synopsis for the movie at all? I haven't, no. I'm tremendously unprepared. That's fine. Shall, shall I read out what's on IMDb? That'll do. Always uh, a good one. I should say as well, it's got a 6.2 out of 10 out of 18,752 votes. That's not bad, is it, really? No, not for that many, yeah. Um, so uh, here we go. Uh, a sword and sorcery fantasy about a young man's search for revenge. Armed with supernatural powers, the handsome hero and his animal allies wage war against marauding forces. That's pretty much it. There we go. Um, yeah. So there you are. Right. Um, shall we... Uh, listen to the trailer there is a word in the trailer I don't know if you listen to it um, listen out for it uh, it's I think it's I think he says phantasmagorical I've never heard of that before I have have you okay yes. I thought is this an, a, an 80s made up word or <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah anyway here's the trailer enjoy It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery. And it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism, sacrifice and plunder, there came the only light, the Beastmaster. Born with the strength of a black tiger, the courage of an eagle, the power that made him more than any hero. More than any lover. He was lord and master over all beasts. He was the beast master. Behold the wonder, the horror, the fantasy, the challenge of the one warrior they call the Beastmaster. Mark Singer is Dar, Tanya Roberts is Carrie, Rip Torn is Mayak, John Amos is Seth. Together they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. Face the unknown. And discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar. The Beastmaster. The epic adventure of a new kind of hero. There you are. That was a trailer. I I quite liked it. I must admit. I don't know about. Uh, did you say? Did you watch it? Have you watched it uh, before? Or? I haven't watched the trailer. What What am I doing with myself? It's like I've forgotten what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> it's fine. You can listen to it now when you listen back to the show. Yeah. Um, or I could but just watch it. You could just watch it. I, you know, I think it sums it up quite well. It sells the movie. Um, and it also, in, interestingly and importantly, it doesn't give away everything. Uh, I don't think it does anyway. Because um, I watched Joker recently and I thought, watching the trailer, I've watched this fucking movie. Um, 
but I did quite like it. Anyway, I'm not talking about Joker. Um, have you watched Joker? I haven't. No. No. Anyway, forget. Fuck Joker. Um, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> talk about Beastmaster. Yes. Uh, which is far more exciting. Um, so, anyway, it it, it kind of kicks off. And this is where we get into our notes, and and hopefully mm. they will sort of like you know we'll combine them and they'll <laughs> correlate. Um, where where do you start? Because I start with the credits. I start with the credits as well. Um, I start with, I wrote, I quite like the score. Um, although, I have to say, it's a bit, oh. of a, a bit of a rip-off of Battlestar Galactica. That's what the fuck it was. <laughs> yes. And, and with the magic I, of that's editing. That's third note. Is yes. it? Ah. Yeah, why, where have I heard it before? Because I'm thinking, this is fucking similar to something. magic of editing i shall play both little bits of music so people can make their own minds up but it wasn't just me i'm so glad that wasn't just me i even went to youtube and i was uh, you know the i typed in beastmaster soundtrack and then typed in battlestar galactica i thought these are fucking same So anyway, 
I'm glad it's not just me. Yes. Thank God for that. Um, oh, well, I'm glad you told me that because that when I was watching it, that, that pissed me off for a good 10 minutes. Uh, was it buggy? Oh, you say you didn't realise what it was from. You just thought, no, oh, I, I knew I recognised it from something, but yeah. for the life of me, could not think. And I'm yeah. too lazy to actually try and find out. So I'd rather just sit there and fester in my own annoyance. Yes. <laughs> it did. I'll be honest, the credits didn't fill me with much um, anticipation, if I'm honest. Because mm. uh, the first thing that popped up on, on when I watched it was Leisure Investment Company Presents. <laughs> oh, yes. should say we, I watched this on YouTube. Yes. So too. anybody I can thought, watch it, I guess. Yeah. I thought that's the that's the least in Leisure Investment Company Presents. I thought, is this some kind of tax dodge or something? Did someone need to get rid of some money? Because mm. it don't know, sound a bit dodgy. And then we had it, it had a really cheap deep credit sequence of still photos of of animals of a tiger looking mildly annoyed yes and, uh, yeah it was mm, at this point i did think eh, eh, this looks bad uh, it didn't fill me with confidence either and and yeah. i have to say that this is the longest film that we've talked about with the running time yeah. i think it's about one hour 58 minutes or something like that yes uh so i was thinking to myself oh god this is going to be a bit of you know, because most movies from that era were about an hour and a half. We've talked about yeah. this. They, they knew how to make an hour and a half film and, and trying to make a two hour film. I mean, that was a bit that, that was a tough task back then. I mean, now they can't make anything under three fucking hours. But then, you know, stretching, a, stretching it to two hours was a, was a mission. Yeah, or having a trilogy of movies because you can't, yeah. you know, it's like you can't just make one film. Uh, let's let's make a fucking trilogy, uh, yes. you know, or put, or make them two parters, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but still, um, so yeah, I, I kind of I like the music, but I wasn't inspired at that point no. um, until I have to say, ah, yes, is this the glorious sex witches? Yes. Those writhing slappers, as I yes. I have written down, they I mean they are from the back. I'm thinking, I I my my interest has peaked. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> because they are kind of well, you know, as most of the characters and cast are in this film, scantily clad to say the scantily least. Scantily clad, and e- there was three of them, and they each had uh, different parts of their bodies revealed by their weird dresses. Yes. So, um, yeah, one of them had the uh, high cut all the way up to the basically the armpit, and another one basically had her ass out. Yes. Um, and I was thinking, oh, here we go. And I was watching this with Kay. Um, you know, we were both kind of sat there, and, and she uh, she just happened to glance up at the screen because she thought, oh, beast mastery, we fucking go. But then she glanced up at the screen <laughs> and thought, and she said, are you watching a porno or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, um, we can do, though, if you want to. Um, but <laughs> but even when they were revealed as having horrible pig faces, um, yeah. I thought I still would, you know. Yeah, I put sex witches and I put, ah, the witches are Bob Fox. So. What's Bob Fox? Uh, body off Baywatch, face off Crime Watch. <laughs> well, yeah, the face is just, that's the same mildly. I mean, they, they were fucking grim, like, but, you yeah. know, um, but, you know, the body's kind of made up for it. So yeah, that's why Jesus invented paper bags. Yes. Um, or doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but then you get introduced to, um, to good old Rip Torn, um, mm-hmm. who plays a character called Max. Uh, yeah, or not... Ma- May- Mayax, do they pronounce it? Oh, is it it Mayax? took me a while. 
Okay. I think so, yeah. Is it spelt M double A X? Yes. Well, I thought my axe. But sure they said my axe, but what's wrong? You could have put a Y in there to make it obvious. Yeah. Um uh or as I'll refer to him for the rest of this podcast, um Riptorn's eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Riptorn's nose. Yes. He's got a fucking great prosthetic nose. It's uh, a fucking shark fin and it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, and he does look so, I mean the thing is, I mean he's basically like kind of this um high priest character who likes to sacrifice children. Um he loves loves burning children, doesn't he? he? Does, yeah. That's like um it's the equivalent of Blue Jean Cop's crack. Mm, gotta burn me some kitty winkles. They love yeah. it. And he's not, you know, he's not just sort of like, uh, you know, giving uh, giving them to his underlings to do. He's quite happy to chuck them in the fucking fire, isn't yeah. he? He doesn't yeah. care, you know. And he's, the thing is, like, like later on when he, he's chucking a kid in a fire, he's not um, gentle about it either, is he? He's like, you know, grabbing them by their arms and legs and going... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hurling them in there and then almost getting a broom handle just to make sure they can get in that fire, kid. I love burning children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's got three three sex witches and a child burning fetish. So if you haven't guessed, he's our baddie. Mm. And he's got um his little followers of like cults who wear red robes. In fact, they're probably the the best dressed or you know, most covered up out of everybody. Yeah. Um but they've got bald heads, you know. So yes. Sort of, I guess signified suicide monks. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that was the thing that. So the king comes in and disturbs uh, this ritual, which basically the witches are saying to him, you know, oh, you must. They say it in sort of like you know they they have proper witchy cackles as well, don't they? Yeah. Going, <laughs> you know, which is quite funny. Um, but and then they they say, you know, oh, the king's son or. You know, he'll fuck you up later on, you yeah. know. And, uh, you know, so... Something, something, something prophecy. Yes. <laughs> the, which is essentially what boils down to, you know, well, you know, this king's son's going to come and fuck you up. So you must kill him. Um, but you can't just kill him. You've got to kill the unborn child and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, then the king comes in and says he's going to cast out uh, my axe, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is This is... This is stage one in uh, in the film and proving that the king's a bit of a dick, a bit mm. of an incompetent tit, because he, he's obviously a little bit miffed that uh, old old eyebrows is um, burning kiddie, kiddies behind his back. Um, and he says, I'm going to banish you. Don't banish him. Stab him in the face. Yes. Kill him. You know, yeah. kill he's got fucking. I mean, they might be all right on the eye from behind, yeah. but. He's got like weird pig faced witches kind of like cackling and writhing around. You know, you think yeah. if I was the king, I'd be thinking to myself, what value does he add to my kingdom? You know, no, exactly. He... I'm the king. I've got all my riches. My employee lives in a pyramid with his three sex witches and burns children. <laughs> That's surely not in his job description. Yes. So, um, but instead of, you know, just kind of, uh, like I said, kind of well let, let's give him a taste of his own medicine let's chuck him in the fire see how he likes it um it, no let's banish him let's just yeah you know, get out get out get out of my kingdom and never show your face again um and uh, so he kind of he kind of well what happens next kind of had me a bit confused i have to say <laughs> <laughs> um yes. so his two minions um 
the robed, bald-headed dudes, they get out this weapon, or, well, it's it's like a... You think it's a weapon, don't you? Yeah, not quite sure what well, it, it is. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. It's like um uh, on a, a, a sort of like silver-type roped thingy, and it's like got like um loads of little hooks in this metal thing on the end, like a... a, a and so they throw it into the wooden beams, at the, you know, or whatever it is in the ceiling, and then put the rope around the necks and hang themselves like why i know i mean i'm guessing to show that they are loyal to like eyebrows but yeah it, it just kind of seemed a bit you know yeah he's, he's only got they were the only other two people he had in, had in the room for him so he had two two suicide monks and three sex witches and the two suicide monks commit suicide so now he's just left with the sex witches mm, yeah it doesn't feel like he's got an army and what God, did you note down the name of the, the God that the uh, old eyebrows is worshipping? I didn't. Because I, I just got it down as R. <laughs> okay. R. I'm sure it's just R. Yeah. He worships some it evil thing called R. I'm just looking on uh, Wikipedia now, and it says here, after his birth, the witch brands the infant with R's mark. It is. It is. Yeah. Here we go. Learning of Mayax's scheme to murder his child as a sacrificial offering to the kingdom's god R. It is R. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, mind you, I suppose you're quite used to that kind of. Well, talking about accents, you know, being from Narfolk, you go R. The farmers, they probably say all that kind of thing, don't they? I'm hardly, I'm hardly a hundred percent certifiable Norfolk accent, am I? Oh, really? Okay. Really? okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So then, um, the next thing is the uh, the king's missus obviously is pregnant, um, and uh, the baby must be killed to stop Rip Torn from being killed. So yes. um, they're asleep in a like a tent. The, the king and his missus, and. Uh, this like old hag comes one sex, of the witch sex witch sex witch sex witches yeah. sorry yes a sex witch comes in and puts all this green goo on their throats stopping them from screaming out um and then because she brings a cow in as you do beast master <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge oi, oi. She she brings a cow in to the tent and she's doing all this incantation going, ah, ah, and like kind of putting her hands all over the, the baby, you know, the, the the belly and the baby and all this, that and the other. And then so the baby's the the, be the belly. Let me get this right. The mom's belly starts sort of like going like shrinking and the cow who's got like a quizzical what the fuck am i doing here kind of look on its face its yes. belly it, its belly is getting bigger and uh, it's you can imagine it's sort of like like almost like a sound from a sucking straw going <laughs> kind of like <laughs> the baby's going <laughs> and, and and you know i can't remember can you actually hear the baby or is it just am i imagining that, that? i'm not sure is, do you see the baby's hand print against the stomach or have i dreamt that no i'm sure i saw something like that too yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand why it starts to shrink. Why that? I mean, the whole thing of transporting a baby between woman and cow. Let's 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 look past that logic. But why did? Surely her belly should just be flat and the cow fat, because if she's shrinking and the cow's growing, does that mean at some point there was half a baby in each? Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm or was it shrinking one baby back down to a cell? 
I mean, growing a cell to the same baby. I'm trying. I'm thinking about this too much, aren't I? <laughs> I think you are a little bit. Um, but yeah. So anyway, the baby is now in the cow. Hmm. Um, I can't remember. They don't get killed, do they? Like the the babe, you know, the the queen. Uh, well, the and... queen dies, doesn't she? I think because she oh. does that thing where she looks exasperated, and then obviously because her head goes to one side, that's the sign of death. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but the king just sat there with that gunk, you know luminous spunk on his neck and he's still frozen <laughs> but yeah. uh, again they're overcomplicated he should have killed mayax rather than saying get out because as soon as the king walks out of the pyramid you're thinking well you've made you, you've done yourself in there because you're just saying get out yes the witch sex witch should have just pushed her around the head with a twig or put a knife in her gut or something but no instead she's got to do a fucking star trek beam me up scotty on a fetus from woman to cow Yes. Uh, I have to say, I found this whole scene hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, it, I mean, I actually laughed out loud watching it because it was just, it was so bizarre. Um, and then, so the baby is, she's then cuts the baby out of the cow's stomach. Yeah. And then she's, because she's not just, she can't just kill it. She's got to mark it, you know, brand it with the oh, mark actually, of. Arr, arr, um, so she does that. You kind of see like the little baby's hand um, being branded and the, the baby screaming. Um, and then this passerby sort of like sees, oh, what the fuck's going on here? And, um, you know, kind of, you know, goes in there. And then there's there's all this this amazing fight between the two of them, this the sex witch and this old well, bloke. Amazing, certainly a word. Yes. <laughs> in as much as like you know uh, he goes in there he throws his spinny because he's got like a spinny kind of glaive as well yeah he's a peasant with a donkey why has he got like a spinny boomerang glaive thing yeah uh, and then he goes over and he starts like having a bit of a scrap with her and everything and she's like I think does she do something with his sword and magic sit around and it goes all, <laughs> all twirly no that made me chuckle yeah she he, he's got the sword and he, she pings it out of his hand and when it lands in the ground, it lands with the most comical bedoying sound you've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. But he does happen, He does then manage to um, kill her. And yeah. she does this thing where, like, it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing where, like, you know, th- when they die, they just, th- there's no body. They just plop in the ground, like, with yeah. the... Like their cloak that they're wearing, uh, it, you know, it's just. Uh, um, but I have to say, this was fucking hilarious as well. Uh, but I was also a little bit turned on, even though they have got pig faces, because it's just, <laughs> it's the body. I can't, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm so superficial. It's unreal. But you know, anyway. Um, but yeah, um, he saves the baby and then takes him off to his village. Yes. Um. Which, you know, you then see him sort of like growing up. Yeah, uh, you see a bit of a fast forward then a few years, doesn't he? And he's a, we find out his name. He's got a good name. Yes. Da. 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 <laughs> so we've got ah, ah and da. So ah. Far. <laughs> yeah. Da. Yeah, that's our hero's name. Da. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that there's there's other names because I was getting confused by some of the names. You've got have you got uh, so you've got Seth, who's yeah. J- John Amos's character. Then you've got Zed, and so yeah, so Zed is the the king, King Zed. Okay, it's King Zed and Seth. 
uh, and I was getting confused with the two of them. I must admit. So just because they, it didn't sound like Zed. It said set. I thought they were saying set. Maybe they were saying set. I'm not sure. But <laughs> anyway, um, maybe I was just fucking losing the plot at this point. But still. Uh, so yeah, he's training um, uh, young Dar to use uh, the splitting glavy thingy and all that kind of stuff. And then um, hilariously, this bear just comes out the fucking woods um, and and tosses this other bloke aside and kills him. And then this is where you start to see that the young Dar has got a connection with the animals. Yes. And, you know, because he just stops and looks at this this bear. And then the bear thinks, hmm, okay, uh, and fucks off, that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, and, th- and then you, go, you fast forward again and Dar who's now like Mark Singer, he's yep. he's all grown up and he's a buff mofo. Yeah, he's grown up, he's buff, his hair's changed colour, you name it, it's happened. Yes, um, and he's, he's like buff. He like, <laughs> But this is one thing, again, like Kay kind of like had half an eye on this. Um, and like, you know, the thing with um, Mark Singer, I noticed as the film goes on, he seems to lose clothes. I, I don't know if you noticed this. Because, like, when he's sort of, like, you know, he's in the village and everything else, he's got, like, a little kind of, you know, skirt on. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a proper loincloth, hasn't he? And... But the, when he yeah. becomes the Beastmaster, he's got, like, he, he become he basically lose, starts to lose all his clothes. Yeah. Mm. He's just oiled up and in a thong. Yes. But not just him, everybody. I think you said this. Everyone <laughs> in this village... Uh, you know, even the older folk, I'm thinking, for Christ's sake, just cover up. Yes. I don't want, don't want to see that. Even the older people have got barely anything on. Yeah, there's too too many leather bras that are way too near kneecaps. Yes. Uh, mm. um, but then the, the village is attacked um, and it, there are tits flopping about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, people, you know, getting killed and all sorts. Yeah, and Attacked by Mr. Bat Helmet. Yes, by uh, rejects from Mad Max. Yes. Um, so I was initially a bit confused by this because I thought, are these to do with um, eyebrows or are they, they, these aren't anything to do with them, are they? They're just like a, a band of... Well, I'm still not sure, actually. Yeah. See, I thought that they were just like this kind of band of... Uh, you know, um, what you my first them? thought was he was a henchman because Mr. Bat Helmet would make yeah. a decent henchman and his, and his little motley crew of you know, rapey killers, but um, yeah, but he's never he's never on the on the screen with eyebrows, is he at all? Never, so no, no. Huh, I See, don't I, know, yeah, I just think there's this what roaming band of killers just you know go around and raping and murdering and pillaging and all that kind of stuff, um, so yeah, th- then, um. Dar. Oh, oh, sorry. We did oh. miss one bit of plot. Ooh. When he's back at back as a kid after that bear thing, his old man or yeah. step old step foster man, dad person, he um doesn't he tells him not to tell anyone about the fact that he had a connection with the bear. And then he looks at his hand and he's got you know where he's got the branding on his hand of what looks like a well, like a U, an upside down U or whatever it is. Oh yeah, yeah. He says, Let that be your guide. Mm. And at that time, I was thinking, how how could a shape just be a guide? He doesn't know anything about it. Doesn't know anything about where he's from, what he's supposed to do. He knows he 
you know, had a bit of a connection with a bear and he's got a thing on his hand. There's, there's no point is he ever going to... How would you live your life up to an adult going, this, this will be my guide? No, mm. you need a map. That wasn't a map, it was a symbol. Yes. And not even like like the... Um, like in Conan, when he's got like the two the two snakes, that's hmm. all over the place. So he's following the two snakes. Whereas in this is just, eh, it's just an upside down you. Don't know what I'm doing with it, but it's it's my life guide, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yes. Uh, uh, there was, I think, there's a reason why I missed out that bit because it just kind of like went over my head. I just kind of I was just enjoying the 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 tits at this point. Uh, uh, I was hoping you got a Battlestar Galactica bit for me where you could go. No, this is what it was. And I go ha. Yeah. Sorry, you know, no. I'm flappy, sure flappy boobs. Just flat, just the tits. That was <laughs> just yes. I was I was looking at the you know the seeing if I could spot some bollocks and you know kind of flopping around as well whilst I was at it. <laughs> you think there's one nut in there somewhere? I'm you? sure. I swear I saw something. I did. You know because the the, the things are that high up. Um, some of the stuff that um, Seth wears. Oh it, God. <laughs> Oh, oh bloody hell we'll get to that um but yes so um dar is off in the fields and then he sees all this going on and he runs back and he you know, tries see to... that rubbish effect don't they of something approaching that for me looked like an animated pac-man moving towards the village i think it was supposed to be like a, like a cloud of dust or something yeah i thought what the fuck is that because mm. i thought is it like a swarm of bees or something <laughs> Or a blob, just a blob of something. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was, but then I think, like you said, it was supposed to be like the the, the smoke or the the dust trails from the horses and everything else. Um, it did look a bit suspect. I wasn't sure what it was supposed to be, but um, so he runs back, and then um, this dog who he's got a connection with because he throws a stick to it, so you know that you know he's, he's kind of yeah. like got a connection with the dog. Um, so Dar gets knocked out. And the dar, uh, the dar, the dar, <laughs> the dog, <laughs> the, the dog, the dog, <laughs> the dog. Um, he starts to drag him, like so. He's he's biting his clothes, like his shoulder, and he starts dragging him along the floor. And this yeah. is one hilarious bit where the dog's mouth, kind of like you know, he's trying to get a bit of hold on the on his arm uh, or on his shoulder, but his dar's still moving along the floor. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. I wish I had. Oh god, it was brilliant. Um, uh, but yeah, that that was really good. And then they they just basically slaughter the whole village, and then the dog start takes a crossbow. Them. Yeah, the dog takes a crossbow, which is uh, unusual. Yeah, the, the 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 see this is the thing. So this is probably why I get quite upset with films like this. And when there's animals involved in anything, um, I. I basically just don't like watching it because I don't like to think of, I know that it's not real, but things like Lassie, I couldn't watch things like Lassie when I was a kid um, or the littlest hobo or, you know, things like this, wherever I see like, cause it looks fairly convincing. I mean, like you said, he gets shot and even though he gets shot with an arrow, he's still dragging him along, bless him, you know? Um, but it, yeah, I just can't get, I don't like watching stuff like that. Cause it just, it bothers me. I don't know. One thing I was surprised about, actually, is when they first, when old Mr. Bathead and his cronies turn up at the village and they start trying to kill everyone, for a couple of minutes there, the villagers actually fight back quite well. Mm. They're, they're a bit like Ewoks, but they've got traps and all sorts of things going on. They give it, a, you know, they're actually giving it some welly back, but they lose. But usually 
people just come in, in, in these films, they just get swept aside like they're nothing, but they actually they actually get a little bit back. You know, a few of the few of Batman's cronies definitely die uh, die during that assault. But uh, so that was quite pleasing. They were yeah. up on stakes and fucked, but that's not the it, point. Yeah, but and also the guy who trained Dar, who killed a sex witch, and. <laughs> You know he's quite handy. So basically, he faces up to this uh, this group of like people, draws a, like a line in the in the sand with his sword, and you're thinking, oh, he's going to fuck a few of them up. He just gets killed straight away, pretty much, yeah. doesn't he? You know. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the the next thing you know is that Dar wakes up, you know, far away from all the slaughter and everything else. Yeah. Uh, um, and the dog's dead. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I have to say, uh, I don't know about you, but I thought they didn't use a puppet or whatever. I thought this looks like a real fucking dead dog. It did. It did to me. I was, I did read, you know, on a IMDb, it did say you can see the dog breathing, but I swear when I was looking at it, I was thinking that dog ain't, that's not alive. That's not breathing. I did wonder if they yeah. just found a, found a dead dog. What if they just killed a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not not the first time I wrote in my notes. I wonder if the, you know, it always says at the end of the movies, there were no animals harmed in this, the production of this film. <laughs> if that was missing. I wonder if that was missing, because they, not only that, they they ch- chuck a few of these ferrets around, you know. <laughs> you know, let, watch, let's watch one drown in a bit of um, sinking sand, you know. Thinking, Fucking hell, this, this, what's going on here? Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, this is the bit where I like. I kind of said that you know, Dar seems to lose his clothes as the film goes on. The more revenge he wants to get, the the sort of like you know, the more buff and oily naked he gets. Yeah, the more naked he gets. Um, so and and then he sort of like, you know, starts shouting and screaming and discovering his his beastly powers. And um, yeah, because he, he first thing that happens, he wakes up and he's got eagle vision. Yes. Yeah. All of a sudden, he, so he gains himself an eagle mm-hmm. because he's got eagle vision. Then he picks the dog up and goes back to his village and burns everyone. Yeah, and the dog. Yeah, and the dog. Why? They're all yeah. dead. You have to burn them. It just seems a bit harsh. Because even when the dog is being carried, I'm thinking it's a bit limp, isn't it? That's, they must have drugged it. Surely that, that dog looks fucking real. It does. Yeah. It does. And it's not just me. And it, I'm just thinking come on, that dog wouldn't just lie there as limp as it is being carried along. Because it's no. like, it's, it's head's flopping around and everything. It's, it's the 80s. It's either dead or on cocaine. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he's like, <clears throat> he's running along like mountains and cliffs and all sorts. And, you know, uh, and then he starts swinging a big stick around. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Unless he's practicing, I don't know. But it, I mean, he's got a sword, uh, or if you know, he, he gets a sword. But I, I looked at it and thought, why is he swinging a big stick around? I don't... So you can see his muscles. That's what I put up. He's just swinging a log, so you can see his muscles. And and to be fair, that is his special move, I think, because he does that quite a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he hasn't really ever grown up. He just likes to go with a with a log, sword, whatever. And yeah. At no point in the film when he does that does anyone look impressed at him. Mm. It's just it's like the you know it, it's kind of like uh, Bruce Lee with the nunchucks in Enter the Dragon. He just he just he's swinging his sword around and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, 
And then he starts squawking at, at the, the eagle, doesn't yes. he? So, he again, speak eagle. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It was. I mean, where he's like, ah! kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but yeah, then he gets his sword. And I, I don't know if you thought this, but I did. I kind of, because, you know, he looks a bit like. I suppose like a farmer, kind of like a farm boy, a bit like Luke Skywalker, you know, yeah. uh, at the big uh, in um, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and then when he gets his sword and all his powers and everything else, his muscles seem to get bigger, and his hair grows at least four inches. Uh, it just seemed to get look. He looked different. Oh, are we are we thinking there's a break in filming because they said, "Mark, you need to put some more mass on. You're a bit scrawny for a for a loincloth. Just go and pump pump a bit of iron. Get a more vein, few more veins going. We'll come back. Grow your hair a bit." Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was that was one of the things I just thought. Hmm, there's either there's a bit of continuity here, or uh, he's just it's signifying that he's become now like you know beast master kind of thing yeah uh, um but this is when you're introduced to the the ferrets um, yeah it's like it's like a little 10 minute sequence is like it's recruiting type thing yeah like recruitment video yeah because the two the two ferrets nick his man bag don't they while he's swimming <laughs> yeah. was he sleeping i can't remember which one but i yeah, think, I think he's, he's swimming he's in the water anyway i'm sure he is yeah, he's, yeah. um uh and this is fucking hilarious as well because like uh, he's chasing them uh but it, it, it's clearly obvious that it's not the ferrets that are running off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his clothes. And there's, there's a like... remote control car or something, <laughs> or it's just on the end of a fishing rod or something. <laughs> Somebody's just dragging them along with like a rope or whatever. Uh, what are they called? Is it Kodo and Podo? Oh, I was hoping you'd know because I've, I've got Kodo, Podo, Como, Momo. I've, I've got Peri- Todo, Podo, Kodo, Modo. I, I wasn't never quite sure. Pericomo, uh, yeah, <laughs> Pericomo and Frodo, not Baggins, yeah, and Bilbo, yeah. Now yeah, um, <laughs> they're called Kodo and Podo. So there you go. I don't have that combination. Mate. Yes. Mm. yes, well, we got there, uh, but yeah. So it, it introduced to these uh, ferrets, which he's chasing, and then um, through his own stupid fault or whatever, or, you know, they've tricked him. He then falls into a load of quicksand. Yes. Uh, and, um, and he, I think, did he control them at this point? Did he sort I of, I think like... he did. He, he stared at them enough. They decided to sort of gnaw the branch a bit. So it'd fall down. He could grab onto it. Yeah. So, so that was yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Apart from, <laughs> Uh, apart from uh, one of them falls in, t- so he gets out. Like you know, uh, Dar manages to pull himself out, but then um, one of the other ferrets falls in, yeah. and you and you can slowly see it sinking yeah. until it's actually below the 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 sand, the sinking yeah. sand. He lets him. He lets that poor little fucker drown. He could have reached in straight away and picked it up. Yeah, but it's like he goes, "Oh no, 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 no! You nick my man bag, you're going under, and yeah. I'm going to wait just about long enough until you're almost dead." And the thing is, when he drags it out, um, again, I get really anxious when I see all these scenes. But then when he he does pull it out, and then he's like, he's there, but he's laughing at him and everything. He's like, "Oh, you know, ha ha!" Uh, but he's covered. In, he's clearly covered in shit, isn't he? Yeah. This this thing, you know, this this ferret. Um, again, I, I'm just starting to think. 
you know, were the Humane Society for Animals watching this film or <laughs> were they on set? Because I don't think that they were. So and also the way he treats them, like he, you know, he just chucks them in his satchel. He, yeah. he He's carrying them around in his satchel all the time, you know. Um, so yeah, so he's, he's now got one eagle and two ferrets. Yes. So, straight away, straight away, we're into tiger vision. Oh, yes. Um, and yes, it's a black tiger. Yes. Although, from what I've read, it was actually a, like a, just a tiger tiger, but yeah. they painted it black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I shall name him Rolling Stones. Yes, as you do. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's this tiger's been sort of like captured and then Dar saves him and frees him. So he's got his strength now. So he's got his thieves. He's got his eyes and he's got his, you know, tiger. Uh, so he's built up his little army. Are you, he uses both the ferrets and the uh, eagle, doesn't he, to rescue the tiger in that little thing? So, yeah, I think I was thinking it was like a bloody street fighter thing. Because I've put quarter circle punch equals ferret, quarter circle kick equals eagle. So they're <laughs> like his special moves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And then the next thing, this is where we start, we get introduced uh, to uh, to TRT. Or as I refer to her, uh, Tanya Roberts tits. <laughs> <laughs> and what magnificent tits she has, I have to say. Um Yes. So she and another girl who you never see again, or at no. least, you, you know, you're wondering what what the hell was she doing there? Um, they are, uh, the best word I can probably use is frolic, frolicking. <laughs> That's the perfect word. <laughs> um, they don't seem that upset to be slaves because we don't know this at this point. But, you know, I'm just thinking. Slaves don't generally get to wash naked in water. Falls. Yeah, oh, with no uh, one around them. Yeah, and uh, you think as well that if he'd have stayed there and been a bit more quieter, he could have watched. I reckon that they'd have got up to a bit of, bit of you know, lesbo loving. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I reckon that. But it, it's more proof that Dar's a bit childlike because we've already said that he just whooshes a sword around like a little like a little boy, and he, his best plan at the moment is, oh snigger snigger, I'm going to steal her clothes. <laughs> oh no. This this whole sequence is is unsettling and creepy. Mm. The 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 whole thing because I'm thinking at one point it's a bit rapey, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yep. Dar uh, is well rapey. That's exactly what I've got <laughs> written down. <laughs> um. So yeah, and I wrote down Dar discovers he can use his new powers to shag women. Yes. Um. Because he basically he gets the ferrets to steal the clothes. And then he gets the tiger to scare the shit out of her (laughs) so that then he can grab her from behind and then, you know, say, oh, don't move or he's going to kill you. So he can cop a nice feel whilst he's waiting for the, you know, whilst the tiger's kind of there. And then he sends the tiger off and basically he pins her to the floor. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Tells her you owe me your life, but I will accept this in return. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of like, you know, they're rolling around on the floor a little bit. And uh, yeah, y- you kind of find out a little bit more about her. Um, so She's she wears. Kiri, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. And, and she wears very little pretty yes. much th- throughout the whole film. Now, apparently they um, the director wanted Demi Moore for this part. Um 
but I can't see her. I must admit, although Demi Moore, right. she's you know didn't didn't mind getting her tits out in the, the sort of the nineties for striptease yeah, and whatever. Back, back then, though, she would no. That, I don't. I can't see it myself either. No. Whereas like with Tanya Roberts, I mean, she's you know. I'd imagine she's fairly tall. She's leggy and blonde, and she's got big tits. Um, she's perfect for this role, I think. Yeah. And I yeah. quite, I quite like watching her whenever she was on screen. I have to say, um, not for because I think she's a great actress or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> just because she's got amazing, an amazing body. And I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, you know, and she did. Well, that, let's be honest. That's the reason why she's in this fucking film, isn't it? It's why it's why her character exists. Yes, not because she's an amazing actress. It's because she looks good in very little, and she's got a big pair of tits. Yes, you know and this was before the Me Too movement and all that kind of stuff. But you yeah. know, <laughs> it's true. You know, that's what the eighties were for. You know, exactly. So um, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so she then disappears, hmm. and you don't see her for a, a little while now. No. Uh, uh, but Dargo's looking for her, um, and then well, is, that, is that what he's doing? Is it because it, I found this really odd because he was yeah he was chasing her, and then he wasn't. Uh, I've got one random note here. I don't know what I was thinking. It just says Dar is either going to stick a ferret up his ass or fuck a tiger. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because he was so horny. Yes. But then I've got oh he's chasing Kiri, and then oh shit it's a tree with lights in it. Yes, just I have to back up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep going. No, I keep no going, problem. I'm, I'm, I'm I keep going about Tanya Roberts' tits, but I can't because there is a bit. This scene, I was hoping for more. I have to say in the film, but you know, because you just get flashes and glimpses uh, mm. as the movie goes on. But her tits do that. They, they are out, aren't they? In yes. when she's in the water, and I thought, oh my god, she's, they, they are good. Oh, it's not just yeah. me, is it? They are no, quite. No, nice. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, yes um but but anyway yes so she because this was a bit strange because she so she disappears i thought he goes off to look for her and he discovers this tree this weird tree with weird kind of like sacks like eggs uh, like kind of alien egg sack type things hanging from it which light up and uh and then he discovers um a head in a pot um, yeah, there's a we'll come back to it. there's a huge logical misstep with this cooking pot a huge one. Uh, oh yes i and i think i know where you're going with this yeah or it's actually quite nice i haven't quite figured it out yet hmm. and there is a, a a a um a little he's a weird looking fucker as well in this cage i thought um he's yeah. um i wasn't quite sure if he was he's a bit like an umpa kind of um but one of the like the new ones, you know, uh, from the new version of Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory. He's a bit of a weird looking bloke. Um, but and and he's in a cage. And so then the next thing you know is that Dar's surrounded by these black kind of clad creatures. Yeah. Um, and this guy, he say like he lets him free from the cage, and the guy, the, you know, the bloke in the cage, the umpa lumpa, runs off. But he runs into the arms of one of these creatures. It's kind of, it's kind of like a bat, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he like pulls his his arm, his bat arms around this bloke, and the, this bloke's screaming. And then you see like this this bat creature's feet, and all the, this like this fl- fluorescent green shit is yeah. hitting the floor for some reason. <laughs> yeah fluorescent green glue uh, 
goop or whatever it is. And then the next thing you know, he opens up his arms and all like there's just basically bones of, you know, uh, he sucked him dry. I think yeah. he's kind of like he's. I think they're like kind of like vampires, I guess. Yeah, oh. but they suck everything apart from bones, and they also manage to not eat armor. So. They're very efficient digestion machines. They are, yes. Um, and I think is the, is the bit bit of logic uh, that's fucked up. Basically, why would they have a severed head in a pot? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got. Why are they cooking a casserole or a soup? Because they have no mouths. They obviously eat things raw. So I was, yeah, I couldn't figure out why they had soup. My only thing is, is that we're misunderstanding these creatures mm. because they've got no mouths. We can't hear them speak, but maybe they can speak in each other's heads, and maybe they were having friends round to dinner is that the, that's the only thing i can think is like when they turn up one of them saying to the other one bill bill get rid of him we've got a smith's round at eight o'clock for dinner party get rid of him yeah it could be yeah. so they might just be having a nice little dinner party of, of head stew See, because what, they don't need it no what they could have done was uh they could have picked him up but kind of like just like put the body wrapped up the body in their arms and left the head exposed so then the you know they, they've sucked up all the body but then the, the head just pops off yeah, and then, oh so, yeah. we, we can't just serve it cold we're not fucking barbarians <laughs> <laughs> you know let's uh at least give them some you know something to to nibble on that's a bit warm a nice warm meal yeah. so they uh they stick the head in the pot um you know, but but still, um, Diane, Tom, come in. Yes, we've got some soup for you. Mm. Mm, yes, nice chunky bit of head for you. Would you like some head? Can I give you a head? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they just did that for the to say that joke. You know, would you like some head? <laughs> um, so, uh, but then you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Dara escapes, doesn't he? Because he's got an eagle. Yes, so um, they're about. To, I think they're moving in on him, and they're about to kill him. But then the eagle lands on a um, uh, what would you call it? Like an effigy of an eagle or a statue, kind of a yeah. little thing. And it's a bit like a Nazi statue, kind of. It is, I thought that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then, so yeah, it lands on the the uh, statue, and then um, so Dar thinks he's going to get killed, and he sticks his sword out, um, yeah. and the 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 vampire grabs it but then uh he like a little medallion slides down and he and then they kind of like they nod at each other yeah. and then and it's like the the symbol of an eagle uh and then darth yeah, I've, I've got uh, i've got sorry mate didn't realize you had an eagle have a necklace it's got an eagle on it we love eagles yeah sorry we were about to suck you dry but you know um uh, and uh, you yeah, know so but still um so yeah uh <laughs> so Dar discovers um, Rip's nose's camp, and, uh, <laughs> and this is where you see uh, Rip sacrificing a kid. Yes, um, and and he he does chuck him in the fire, doesn't he? You know, and he's yeah. like, he, like I said, the way he's holding this kid, and it's you know, it doesn't look like especially. It looks like Rip's actually picked up this kid. And he's holding him in the air, yeah. and, and he's just, you know, let's just chuck him in the fucking fire, you know. And he's at top of this massive pyramid, um, and uh, yeah. So, and he goes like, you know, well, that didn't work, yeah. you know. Let's sacrifice another little yeah. kid. I'm in a bad mood today. Oh, what's going to happen? I burnt one kid. Oh, fuck it, burn another one. 
more children. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to grab this uh, this other kid, and he does. He picks up the kid. This this was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So and uh, so Dar's kind of disguised, and he sees uh, Tanya Roberts' tits, uh, sort of standing around the pyramid. And this is kind of you, you know because she tells him that she's a slave um, but when they meet each other for the first time because he sees, like, the whip marks on her back. Yeah. He's probably thinking, oh, gosh, she's into some kinky shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you find out that she's a slave. Uh, and so she's around this pyramid. Um, fuck knows what she's doing. She's just standing there. She, and uh, she's got a cloak on. And I think any excuse to get Tanya Roberts' tits out, you know, but they're thinking, God, we're wasting it, wasting her, you know, kind of ample talents here by putting a cloak on her. You know, so we've got to get her out of this scene quickly. Um, but yeah, so uh, and then Dar, he uses his eagle vision and he's his eagle. This was because <laughs> so Rip throws the kid into the fire, but the kid doesn't sort of like go in quickly. He slides in slope yeah, yeah. and he's sort of prodding him in. It's like the worst slide ever, um, yeah. you know, because he's just kind of and then he gets a stick. <laughs> get in there. Yeah, it's like poking, the, you know. Poking his kid into the fire, um, but then the uh, the eagle comes along. He goes, ah! and, uh, and the eagle. This kid is about what nine, ten? Would you yeah, say? Yeah, so say that. Yeah, probably about I don't know five stone, maybe something like that. Because yeah. um, my daughter's seven, and she's no, actually she's about three, maybe four stone. I don't know. Anyway, so something like that. Um, a kid, basically. Anyway, not a baby, a kid. And the eagle swoops down and picks him up in his claws. And it's uh, it is hilarious. Uh, Flies away with this animated child in its claws. Fla- flapping away, this, this <laughs> animated <laughs> kid. Uh, um, and uh, so, yeah. And then um, the the... Rip then goes to his, uh, you know, his uh, his underlings in the robes, you know, um, I want you to discover what's going on and all this, that and the other. And the he gives them a ring. Oh, God, it's it's fuck, it's so all I wrote was the eye ring. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's like a normal ring. Um, but then the way that Rip and his uh, sex witches can see what they're seeing is that a little eye opens up from this and it's it's quite good i must admit i yeah. mean i think it looks it doesn't it looks quite good anyway uh you know i don't think it looks terrible do you know what i mean like yeah. this eye and it, the, the eye moves it's animated you know yeah. it kind of it, it moves around and it looks around and all that kind of and the way that they can see is through this little cooking pot this you know ca- cauldron yeah sex uh, cauldron a sex cauldron, yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, Dar meets Seth, or Set, as I wrote down, because I'm sure they kept calling him Set. I think it's, I'm sure it's, it's Seth, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they agreed to travel, because he's got a kid with him, uh, a little white kid, and um, I'm thinking, what's going on here? There's something a bit strange here. But, you know, why is he, why is he hanging around with this little kid? Um, but, you know, anyway, uh, and then he uh, the, the he gets attacked, doesn't he? Or does he get attacked before or after this? I can't remember. Um, Dar, because he sees the the ring. And... Oh, I think it's just before. Is it just before? Yeah, I, yeah it's just it's just before. Yeah, because the monk 
Yeah, the monkey's sort of above him in the tree, isn't it? And he sort of sneaks down, and then it turns out, you know, tiger, tiger beats monk. Yes. And then he, he runs after the other one, but the tiger falls down a pit. And yeah. then um, Seth and Child turn up to uh, help him get the tiger out with the use of a log. Yes. Uh, and uh, they discover some little, some treasure and stuff that the, um, that Podo and Kodo uh, have stolen. And uh, there's the ring there. And so this little kid puts it on. And so that whenever he's asleep, this little kid, he's sweating profusely. And uh, and the, the ring, the, it opens up and it starts looking around at them and all this kind of, <laughs> which is quite creepy. Um, so, yeah, Dar and Seth, uh, they go to save Tanya Roberts' tits because um, they use the eagle vision to yeah. see see where they are. They're about to be sacrificed, aren't they? I think he's, he's at, the thing is, though, and I was th- thinking about this, is that uh, Rip's nose, he he likes sacrificing kids, doesn't he? Yes. So, But then he sends off Tanya Roberts to be sacrificed by his minions. And I'm thinking there's a bit of a Jimmy Savile thing going on here. There's <laughs> <laughs> something not quite right. Well, I, th- I thought Seth was a bit Michael Jackson, you know, black man <laughs> touring the country with a small that, white child in tow. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> It's just history repeating itself. Yes, um, but <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Tanya Roberts tits and and uh, Dar. So he saves her, and they start snogging um, on the boat in front of Seth and the kid. They don't give a shit, do they? Really, they just yeah. they start getting then, it on. At this part, I was a bit confused because we find out that the little kid is he called Towel? Yes, he is Towel. Towel. Yes. Oh, Towel. Right, I put Towel. Ta- towel. Yeah, put towel down. Yeah, um, we find out that he's the king's son. Yeah, and she is his cousin. Kiri is Towel's cousin, but Dar must be Towel's brother. Yeah. So we're talking, and we're getting on for some good old-fashioned incest here, then, aren't we? Because mm-hmm. that means that Kiri is Dar's cousin. Yeah, um, and. It's it's weird. I didn't quite get any of that. I must admit, because this whole kind of, I was thinking, well, is the little is the boy then? Um, he obviously doesn't know, and neither does uh, Dar. He doesn't no. know that he's the king's son. So, did the king have another kid with another woman? Oh yeah, um, I think yeah, yeah. I think Towel knows Towel knows that he's the king's son because Seth told him. Dar doesn't Dar doesn't know that he's the king's son. Towel knows that Kiri is his cousin. Kiri knows that Towel is her cousin. Dar doesn't know that Kiri is his cousin. I okay. But Seth, but Seth knows that Dar... No, he doesn't. No, 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 no. no. Seth doesn't know that... No, right. Okay, yeah. Innocent incest at this point, because no one knows. So, because Seth is around at the start of the movie, where... Is, yeah. Uh, he's obviously, you know, the king's guard or whatever. But then he just disappears, and then he becomes like a. He says he's a pilgrim, doesn't he? He's like a traveller or something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, I'm guessing they fled when all the shit started kicking off. Uh, at, you know, and and um, Rip's eyebrows were going mad, uh, and and started murdering kids. So he thought, well, I'll better escape with the king's son before he sacrifices him. You know, because he likes chucking kids in the fire. Um, so. Um, so yeah, uh, then, <laughs> um, so Dar and Tanya Roberts tits they break into the pyramid, um, and these weird spiky arms start to 
grab them because they go back to the pyramid to yes. try and free the king, don't they? Yeah. Um, and the, all of these arms and stuff are sort of like trying to grab them. So, but you know, Dar's because he's muscular, and there's a luckily uh, a rope hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you know uh, he can avoid all these arms. He's yeah, well, that, that's why it was there when they when they were building the pyramid. The the uh, architect was like, "Yeah, I put this rope up here because I've noticed you've got all these spiky fucking arms sticking out. So I'll put the rope in there so you can shimmy past them." Yes, so he does. He shimmies shimmies past all of them, um, and uh, then he you know Dari. Either he pulls a switch or whatever and uh, uh, a handle and, and like it covers up the arms, which is a nice design feature, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then so they start looking at how the so he, but the kid explains what the, the these arms are. They're, they're kind of like berserker characters. They, they call them death guards. Death guards, yes. Yeah. So they, the way that they create, so you get to see how they create these death guards now, which is, um, they stick like a slug in the gut, the this uh, soldier's or somebody's ear, which destroys their brain, and then they become brainless killers you know who just yeah, stick like it the ultimate killing machines yeah stick a spiky mask on them and stick spiky arms yeah. on them and then off they go so I mean, leave all their chests completely open so you can stab them yeah but you know it's it's put some it's basically it looks like an, a bit of an snm kind of uh yeah. thing going doesn't really uh, to be death guards what you also, what you actually end up with it really is just a load of flailing spazzes <laughs> Uh, and then so Dar sends off uh, the ferrets to steal the keys and uh, he ties a little rope around them and lowers them down. And tell you what, it's, it's not very inconspicuous, is it? Lowering two ferrets on a piece of string. Not really. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, so the, um, they get discovered, but the two guards that have converted this death guard dude, um, they take their eye off the ball and this death guard then escapes and kills them. And then starts going crazy and chasing after the the ferrets. Um, this was fucking hilarious because I was thinking, what the hell's going on here? Because Tanya Roberts tits, she slips off. Yeah. She in, like off, she? she goes off at this point and into like a secret hidden wall, which again, amazing design, design feature. Um, and I'm thinking, what is she going to do now? Uh, is she going to betray them somehow? Or Because I couldn't remember any of this at all, I must admit. And uh, But then... She comes out wearing even less than she was before. <laughs> Maybe it was just a toilet and she just needed a dump. And then she forgot to put her clothes back on. Maybe because she does. She literally comes back wearing kind of like, you know, an even skimpier outfit than she was. And I don't know if you kind of like led to believe at this point that she's like a um, a warrior of some kind. Or is this her, her warrior outfit or something like that? I have no idea. Because she doesn't mind getting stuck in. She like she will have a fight, like yeah. a, a bit at the end. She'll have a bit of a scrap, but um, but yeah, that was that was just completely hilarious. Um, so yeah, and they discover the king, and there's like a horrible scene where they, you know, he's got like a bandage. He's he's locked in a dungeon type place, and yeah. uh, his eyes and, have been nicked. Yeah, they've poked his eyes out, which is he's nasty. Um, but then, ah. Um, oh, of this bit go on you do you. It's <laughs> only this only this one scene so there you know it feels like a bit of a trap that they've just walked to the king's cell yeah. and the door closes and then rip on one of his sex witches 
they're sort of outside the little little hole in the door, like scheming and uh, scheming away about how you know everything's coming to plan. But it's, uh, and then the tiger's behind them, so they just run into the cell and lock the door from the inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, tiger. Tiger wins again, isn't it? Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, they they get into a little scrap, and she like kind of casts this spell on on Dar, so he can't see shit. Um, and there's this; it's quite a cool scene, like where uh, the, the she's then kind of going backwards up a wall. Yeah. Um, and then she's kind of above him, and he's flailing his sword around like a fucking idiot. And I'm thinking. Yeah. Hang on, this is your special move, mate. You, 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 you've been doing this the whole movie. You should be a bit more skilled at you know, flailing your sword around. Um, but then um, he happens to stick his uh, sword up in the air, which impales this witch. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the ferrets are being chased. I mean, they go on this, basically, there's a, a long chase scene uh, where they're running through pipes and this this berserker thing he's, he's trying to he's smashing all the pipes up and yeah, trying death to death guard versus pipe i've got yeah yeah um and then well, can we just say that so when they're in that cell and he kills the witch yeah it's like god i think rip's eyebrows is right in trouble no he escapes simply by leaving yeah he just, just... There's, there's another door under the stairs and he just walks out and that's it He's got what, like three witches or something like that. Yeah. As, as he, because so one of them's dead at the beginning, then this one's dead. So I think he's got, has he got what, one left or yeah. something like that? So they're it's like, just, he's, it's just the fact he just turns around and goes, and then just walks out, walks <laughs> out of another door that was in the cell. I was like, well. Yeah, uh, they don't make much of an attempt to try and capture or kill him, do they, at this point? No, <laughs> they just tell him to get out again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, so. Uh, Dar then sends off the king and uh, Tanya Roberts to like escape, uh, and because like all hell's breaking loose here, like so you've got uh, Rips um, bad guys chasing after him. Then the berserker comes and uh, kills them, like because you know yeah. they're in the way basically. Uh, and he then escapes. Tanya Roberts tits comes back, and they're climbing down the side of a cliff like a like kind of the outside of a, a mountain kind of thing yeah. um and i'm thinking i was thinking to myself actually cause so they're in the middle of I've, this has just occurred to me they're in the pyramid right yes. which is in the, the village which it's in the center or pretty much you know in the middle of this village yeah. there's nothing i'm fine on isn't it in the middle hmm. there's nothing else there so it looks as if they're in a cliff it's it's a cliff or something is it the way when they come out of these little tunnels there it looks like they're they're kind of you know trying to um get down a cliff or am i just going crazy i don't it, it doesn't look sure. you'd think it'd be like it'd be a pyramid it'd be fucking triangular yeah but you know no, this isn't is it it's all uneven and stuff is it it's not no it's not a skull or anything is it no there's a papier-mâché skull inside the previous room weren't there so yes there is yeah um I have no idea, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Just, just bizarre. Anyway, so uh, they they're there, and then this uh, this death guard is with his spiky claws uh, and his arms. He's about to cut the rope. Yeah, death guard uh, versus rope. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so Dar uses his eagle vision to get the uh, the, the 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 eagle to um, go at him, and and he knocks the the death guard out, and he falls. The rope's already a little bit ripped at this point yeah 
Um, it take him a long while to cut that rope, considering he's just got an arm full of spikes. Yeah, uh, but and then hilariously, it looks as if they're going to fall to their death because uh, they fall quite a distance. Yeah, but wouldn't you know it? They fall into a a, um, a load, car, a, a load yeah. of hay. Yeah, Driv- driven by the kid who he saves, Dad. Who I I think they say his name twice in the film, and I only ever heard it as fucker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not fucker, but I've got it written down. Few fucker or whoever and his hay cart. Oh God, I th- I don't know if it's Saka Saka. No, I don't think it's Sacco. Let's call him fucker. It's because <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like you know he does help them out, but he yeah. I don't know. He comes a bit across as a bit of a buffoon, isn't he? Like kind of if he's kind of comedy, kind of you know. Um, buffoony type character um i've got to say as well in their escape it turns into a lucas arts game oh go on because dar uses a string with a ferret combines the string ferret with eagle and then uses eagle and stringed ferret on uh on wall to uh, then cut the other rope to chew through that other rope so it's like combining items it's quite clever how he does it um but and also then this guard he discovers the ferrets like trying to chew through the the rope and again i'm starting to get anxious because he gets one of the ferrets stretches it out and he's about to chop it in half And I was like, oh, God, I can't watch this. <laughs> um, but he, he doesn't. And then they escape. And you're thinking, why have I written down ferret to the balls? He does, because the other one bites him in the balls. Ah, there you go. There so, you go. So yeah, when the, when one of them is about to get killed, the other one bites him in the bollocks, um, which is, is quite funny. Um, so, yeah, then Dar, um, Tanya Roberts tits and all the king and the, the you know, the the assorted peasants all of them yeah they're all outside now and they're basically saying the king's saying right well we should go in and we should attack them and take back our city and all this and and uh you know they're having arguments and at this point the king rejects star he he can't see him you know he's a bit of an ungrateful twat isn't he really he's a he's a dick yeah he really is a cock you know Dar has gone in and saved him. He saved, uh, you know, Tanya Roberts from being sacrificed. So he's, is it? So it's his ne- that, ne- niece. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be a, yeah. That's that, yeah. He saved his niece, saved his helped saved his son, yeah. and saved him. And he's just an ungrateful knobhead. Yeah, he says, "Oh, you're you're like an outsider. Well, you're you're a freak or something yeah. like that." He calls him, um, and then Dar like fucks off. Uh, and he's crying really, really fake tears. Oh, they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like someone's got the jelly out of a pork pie and has dabbed it (laughs) underneath his eyes. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, but and then the the king's kind of plotting his attack, and the eye-ring sees what's going on. Uh, This is fucking brilliant. So Seth sees the eye looking at them, and... He stabs it with a, a stick or a knife or something like that. Uh, and this is quite cool. because like Rip's watching it from his cauldron with one of the other witches. And then all of a sudden, like, I think this hand shoots out of the cauldron, doesn't it? And yeah. scares the shit out of him. Um, and yeah, and all this gooey shit comes out of the eye, uh, out the, the ring. Um, you don't see it happen, but then everybody gets captured. Yeah. 
I was going to say, a big action scene takes place where everyone is captured off camera. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, Dar, he basically, he's got to go and save the day now at this point. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the, then there's just a, a big sequence now, pretty much where Dar's riding, he, he, uh, actually, he's, he's riding a horse, isn't he? Yeah, because yeah, uh, Fucker brought him the horse as well, didn't he? Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Uh, he's got, he goes in, rides his horse to the temple, um, and I, I was thinking at this point, right, so they've been broken into once, right? And, uh, you think, well, we need to make this place a bit more secure here. Yeah. No, he just rides straight through the fucking gate. He's yeah, just, right. you know, well, it's Bayax's burning party, isn't it? So doors open for everyone. <laughs> burning, burning children and people. So yeah, doors open, wine in the corner, bring yes. a child, I'll burn it. And top, tits, top tits yes. is first. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna go uh so and it, then he starts to fight his way through the temple and i've i've put here that practically now everybody is naked at this stage i think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and seth oh my oh god, god. <laughs> the fuck is he wearing? he's got this kind of like is it like a chain maily type thing it just it's something isn't it it's, it's like they've got one belt and enough chain mail for a the helmet for a hamster and they've managed to somehow try and clothe him with it and he's not like you know he's not buff he's like anyone else so he, he ends up looking a bit like i don't know like a piece of black pudding with bits of string tied around it <laughs> and yeah and even the kids got a loincloth on at this point <laughs> so you're thinking fucking hell you know michael jackson's kind of getting his rocks off at this point you got rip he's getting out he's happy because he's going to be burning kids soon <laughs> you know <laughs> um and then you know uh so uh, um uh, rip uh, so he, he's fighting his way to the top of this pyramid yeah, uh unconvinced it's not the greatest fighting sequence is it, it? He's not just really kind of pushing pushing people who are carefully sliding down this pyramid yeah, and I, but I have to say, this pyramid, it's really fucking steep, isn't it? It looks yeah. it looks big, you know, but it's steep as anything. Uh, and then he confronts uh, Rip at the top, and he sort of like jumps up and he goes, Ah, my axe! Uh, and uh, yeah, and then sort of like, you know, my axe is about to kill Tanya Roberts. And the Again, king. he's taken far too long over yeah. He stood there thinking about stabbing her for about 35, well, 35 seconds. He's holding a knife over her. You know, yeah. she's laying out in front of him and he's holding a knife over her. And it's like he's just waiting. You know, what are you waiting for? And then he puts the knife to the king instead. And I'm thinking, well, he was an ungrateful prick anyway, so yeah. fuck him off. Uh, but then he does. He actually kills him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was kind of expecting a bit more of an epic fight, I think, between him and Dar. Yeah. But, but mm. he kind of offs so him. Much. Yeah, he kills him quite quickly, doesn't he, really? Yeah. Uh, or at least you think he kills him because he, yeah. you know, stabs him. Well, and then We did miss my favourite my favorite line of the film. It's when, uh, when Dar's made his way to the top of the pyramid and he's pushed everyone off. Uh, when he's at the top with Mayax, it cuts to Seth and all the peasants are starting to revolt, aren't they, at the bottom? And he says, fight your way to the top. And there's actually no one left on the pyramid because Dar's killed them all. So it's not really much of a fight. Yeah. So, and they're not going to fit on the top of that fucking pyramid as well. No, there's enough room for <laughs> you know, two kids to burn, my axe, someone 
ready to be stabbed in a couple of sex witches, and then you're, mm. you're pretty much back out of space. Oh yes, because the last sex witch gets killed here as well. Yeah, uh, which is is sad because you know <laughs> they were quite they were a highlight of the film. Um, and so yeah, um, Rip's nose is about to kill Dar at this point, <laughs> and one of the ferrets. This is the this is the scene that traumatized me when I was a kid. Uh, he jumps onto Rip's neck and he starts biting him. And then they fall into the fire. Did they fall or did Rip's nose think, ah, fuck it, I've lost. He noticed the ferret on his neck and thought, I could still burn one more thing today. Uh, uh, um, I was heartbroken. I can still remember it now. I can still remember, you know, in mum and dad's house when I was a kid. And I'd wa- I'd be watching this, and then the movie would finish, and I just went upstairs into the bathroom and cried and cried and cried. And I can still see myself doing it now. And my mom kind of trying to come upstairs to console me, and I, she was saying, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" And I said, "The fairy died." And then I think she, I think she just started laughing at me. <laughs> I got I was and that's that's my abiding memory of this film and I can't re- I can barely remember when I was watching this I say I can't remember any of this uh you know but the bit that I could remember was the ferret dying yeah. um that 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 had a lasting uh you know effect on me growing up um and then well, not I, I thought this was going to be I thought this was the end of the film yeah that, I, that, I that, is, where's the fucking eagle yeah, because the eagle's just been absent for the last twenty minutes. In fact, this whole last fight, he's called the Beastmaster. He didn't really use his tiger that much. Eagle's fucked off somewhere hunting a mouse, and he sacrificed one of his ferrets. Yeah, it, 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 I because I mean the next section's what. 10 15 minutes longish something yeah. like that so i mean you know you could have cut down the film because yeah this whole scene because i you know you think okay so dar's village was slaughtered that's he wants revenge but you're thinking well does he want revenge against mayax because that's the guy that he goes to see kind of at the beginning you know when when he go he infiltrates the you know the the, the pyramids in the first place and he sends his eagle off to save the you know the, the kid yeah. um so, so you kind of forget about the you know the mr the bat- bathead. Yeah, bat- bathead you don't forget you, you don't forget you know think well that they were just this kind of passing um you know group of killers that just murdered if you, you don't think that he's off to you know have revenge against them um but yeah so this was the other bit that kind of added to my sadness watching the film is that one of them gets thrown into the fire the ferret does or he you know sacrifices himself yeah and then the other one is there watching looking (laughs) and it's horrible it's like uh, you know he's his brother or you know his best mate whatever um or his wife i'm I'm guessing it's you know it's one or the other probably probably her husband i'm gonna guess yeah so uh Anyway, somebody deeply, you know, this other ferret loved deeply. And he's there, like, so he's dead. And then the other one's looking into yeah. the fire. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, I'm, I was gutted. I, I, <laughs> I was really gutted. Um, so, again, you're thinking, okay, fairly natural conclusion to the film at this point. But, however, oh. the uh, the men who killed Dar's village then... Uh, uh, are coming to 
attack. Yeah, that, that weirdly animated cloud thing is back again in the distance. Yes, the swarm of bees is coming. Yeah. So you know that they're they're fucked now. So um, anyway, Dar says, right, we're going to stay and fight. And, and luckily, there is a moat of oil uh, or some other kind of flammable shit that goes around this village, this pyramid place. Um, so uh, anyway, he has a brainwave. So he sends off his eagle, you know, to, to go... Well, somewhere, somewhere, but he sends him off with the pendant. So you think, yes. hmm, what's going to happen here? Um, so anyway, they all attack. You know, it's at night now, and they're starting to attack, and uh, the they fall into the tar. That's it. Because yeah, that's that was their plan, wasn't it? Their ingenious plan was to cover the tar with dirt. Yes. So and I was some... thinking, well, hasn't Mister Bathead been here before? Oh yes. I was thinking, surely. You don't, you don't forget a, a big oily tar moat. It's not the kind of thing you just forget about. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then the, they're, they're, they're having a big fight. The kid's shot. Tanya yeah. Roberts, uh, she goes off to save him. And then, so they're all outside. Instead of the safety of their, you know, like their fort, they're, yeah. they're all like outside. And one thing that Alan uh, sent me a little message about this that he thought was hilarious is where they're trying to fortify the, t- the you know, the place. And yeah. then Seth is standing on this bridge and he's shouting, you know, come on, put your fucking backs into it. And they, you know, these peasants who are sort of like, you know, trying to fortify it, they're probably thinking, well, get off the fucking bridge, you twats. <laughs> You're making it more heavier than it needs to be. <laughs> You're not helping. You're just shouting orders. Um, so, yeah, he's... Well, he uh, couldn't pull anything because if he moved too much, he's got a bollock flopping out, hasn't he? he his cock would... Yeah, his cock would be coming out at this point. Where was that, actually? Because he's... Was he wearing a skirt over his loincloth or something? Because... I don't know. I'm not sure, but you know, yeah, it, it, it was at risk of. Well, maybe that's what you liked, you know. You just thought, oh, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a black male, you know. It's uh, <laughs> uh, the stereotypes are true. <laughs> I'm not afraid to show it. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So all hell's breaking loose, and um, their plan is to set fire to the tar once uh, the, the, all of the, you know, the horses and the the bad guys have fallen in, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, it, 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 they're, they're kind of like having this big scrap and and everything. Uh, and then uh, he does, they set fire to it. He does like a big flying kick. Well, his... you call it a flying kick. I've put Dard Dar did, which is not, Dard did a flying kick. Well, a hopping kick onto a burning John, because I, I kept thinking they called them the army of Johns, mm. uh, <laughs> who exploded the moat. Mm. So, yeah, it was a bit of a hop kick, but my thought was, well, hold on. Yeah, like you said, why didn't they just all stand on the wall at the top of at the top of like the the edge of the village type thing, wait for the wait for them to run forward, and then one bloke with a bow and arrow just set fire to the arrow and pick it into the into the tar. Yeah, that why have that massive scrap where people died outside? Mm. Um, but the explosion's quite good, I have to yeah. say. It's quite, That's quite where good. your budget went. That mm. and shoe polish for the tiger. <laughs> uh, it certainly didn't go on the costumes. Uh, <laughs> it picks up any old fucking rags from any, you know, just to... <laughs> they don't need clothes, fuck them. Um, so, but yeah, and it, but then it all looks lost because they're getting surrounded. So you've got Dar, uh, Tits and Seth and, and you're thinking, oh, they're all going to die now. Oh, you, uh, you forgot. 
old because it shows you shows you when everyone's when when the things exploded, it goes to old Mister Bathead, and he's sitting there looking unimpressed. Dar gets to do his swishy sword thing a few times again. Oh yeah, and it just cuts straight back to Mister Bathead, who just remains unimpressed. Yes, and he they have a big scrap, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Um, and 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 Bathead's got like a, this kind of. Um, club with spiky bits sticking out of it um and then yeah so they're in this big scrap and um he gets impaled on it yeah uh, uh and then um so yeah it, you're thinking oh shit it's all you know they're gonna get killed here um but what do you know the the next thing they know is the eagle turns up and they yeah. turn around and they're surrounded by all the vampire batty type dudes yeah he invited the jeffersons for a, for a late lunch Yes, and they all start. They get sucked up, and um, and they all the vampires save the day. Uh, and you know, you kind of like the um, the lead kind of vampire type bloke. He kind of like he he, he does literally do like nods his head at, at yeah, Dar, doesn't he? Like, Thanks for dinner, mate. I love that. You must come to ours. I've got a lovely soup on the go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks. For, thanks for feeding us. You know, you're welcome anytime. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, kind of Dar leaves. And uh, because he, even though he's the rightful king, uh, he, he lets the boy, you know, be the king. Yeah. Which is very noble of him, I think. Um, and, yeah. And I'm thinking, will somebody put some fucking clothes on that kid? <laughs> <laughs> he's just got a rag wrapped around him. Come it's on, not even bit... wrapped around, is it? It's 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 odd. It's a bit inappropriate. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to look at it. You know, I draw a line. Um, you know, the the sex witches with pig faces were enough for me. I was happy with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, or Tanya Roberts. Um, but yeah, and then the, the you know you kind of I suppose this is where you do get a bit of a happy ending because I suppose I was a bit happier with this. I, I couldn't remember this at all because then you you see Dar walk wandering off and well, he he's didn't got... even tell Kerry he was leaving. He just fucked off. Yeah. I, I, you know, just thinking, what's going on here? You know, he could have got his end away with her. Or maybe he did. We don't maybe know. Maybe he did. He was just like, I've been there, done that, on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm going to go. He follows him. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go. And uh, so she's a bit sort of like clingy at this point. <laughs> and he I thinks... swear when she stood behind him, I swear he looks at the camera and goes, no, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, been there, done that. Didn't yeah. really want it any longer than that. Probably thinking, hmm, yeah, she she's nice. She's got amazing tits. But it's like I've got a whole crew of fucking animals here that I could, you know, go off and uh, get all rapey with some more women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, why do I need her now? There are a million women in the world. Yeah. I can just go off, spy on them, get the ferrets to steal their clothes and then, you know, pretend to save them from a tiger it's brilliant this is yeah. the, uh, the you know the most amazing scam ever yeah. and get me a racist tiger to scare them brilliant yeah um but i suppose this is the happy ending because even though one of the ferrets died in the fire um you f- you discover that there are two little babies ah uh, uh, two little although babies. you've got a single parent now no benefits gonna struggle <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know if Dar's going to just throw one of your kids into a vat of quicksand. Mm, yeah, so we can't feed you. But uh, he's just thinking probably, well, the more thieving ferrets I can get, the more shagging I can do, basically. And that, that shot right near the end where the tiger's sniffing the ferret. Yes. How many times do you think 
a ferret didn't come back from that. How many takes were there where one of the, where the ferret ended up being a meal? Well, I was I was thinking, hang on, is there a bit of interspecies shagging going on here? Because it's like the, the the older ferret, like they kind of like you know sniff or kiss each other, and I'm thinking, yeah. oh, is this the tiger, the father of these children? <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit strange, but uh, yeah, I've so a few ferrets pegged it during that during that you know, cut. Take yeah. four, you ferret. Yeah, but because the thing is, one of the things I will say is that the tiger. It it's it is with them, isn't it? You know, it's not like it's, you know, it's it's shot at, at a distance because, like, you know, a dar does stroke it and pet it. Yeah, and... it's there for certain shots, isn't it? You you find it, there's no, it doesn't fake. It. Well, when it attacks anyone, there tends to be separate shots of the tiger jumping and then a close up of someone going ooh because yeah, yeah the, the selectively used. I think I think when that. Yeah, when they'd put enough cocaine in the tiger, they could stroke it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so Tanya Roberts and Dar, they kiss. And then there's like a nice sweeping shot of the, you know, uh, of them on top yeah. on top of a mountain, you know, yeah. and kissing each other. And and there you are. That was Beastmaster. Um, yeah. mm, go on. Do you want to go first or shall I go first? It was your pick. So. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, well, I don't. Do you know what? I actually don't know at the moment because when I watched it, well, most of it last week, I felt that extra half an hour, even though I hadn't watched the last half hour. Yeah. I felt the length, the difference in length between 90 minutes and like two hours. And, um, and I, I didn't think I enjoyed it that much, but I've really enjoyed talking about it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I was, I was ready to come on and go, yeah, it's the worst one we've watched by quite some distance yeah but i've really enjoyed talking about it so i don't know what that means um so from my point of view i would say like i said i couldn't remember barely anything about this film um i really liked it but probably for all the wrong reasons because it was it was hilarious (laughs) you know what i mean it was there were so many funny bits in it that kind of kept me entertained. And then, like I said, the, there was the random sort of like, you know, the sex witches and then the, you know, the boobs. And uh, yeah, I, I I really did enjoy it. Um, and I, as well, considering the film was made in 1982, um, I didn't think it had aged that badly either. I mean, I didn't think it looked, I thought it still looked quite all right, do you know what I mean? Like it's some of the pra- pretty, pretty well pra- shot, yeah. Yeah, the well practical shot. effects look quite good in places. Um, you know, it's daft as fuck. I think. I think it's... that's it, isn't it? It's, I, 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 I don't know if last week I was trying to watch it with almost like a critical eye, but it, you're right. It's as stupid as buggery. Um, any, yeah, any film that gets me thinking about these flappy, mouthless, stomach-digesting creatures throwing a dinner party to explain soup that yeah it must have something mm. so i i really enjoyed it um and so i would recommend that people check it out I, you know it, it's one of those that because i you know i haven't got like kind of a, a massive affinity to it other than like i said when i watched it as a kid um so i'm glad i rewatched it you know um and i think if you if you want to have a a giggle you know um as long as you're not you know it's not like kind of you don't hold it dear to your heart or whatever um if you're willing to accept that it is just a daft movie with some really kind of silly things going on in it it's then... almost an accidental comedy isn't it because it's they're, they're playing it 99 percent straight oh god yeah straight down the middle like 
like this is a serious action extravaganza you know fantasy epic it's not <laughs> no but which, i think no i think you could be right definitely which makes it even funnier because they are playing it straight on yeah they? so um but yeah oh that's cool we did have some feedback as well so um have you got the uh the document up in front of you yes i do yes i have bloody marvelous right so um do you want to go first then okay we've got steve woolley on twitter at solidaire zero one um i like the cartoon video for rock the house but doing the do with betty boo was a bit shit Oh, hang on. That was the beat, Masters. As you were. Mm, very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is Dave at Yellowbugs1969. Um, he says, I've actually got the original VHS cassette of this stored in my parents' loft. I can't remember much about it now, other than it being similar to movies such as Conan and the Sword. Oh, sorry. Conan and... The Sword and the Sorcerer, which were popular at the time. It's very good. Yeah, like a like a, it's like a caffeine-free diet Conan. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I quite, you know, um, I, like I said, I, I quite like Mark Singer in it, even though he was... <laughs> I think it was just watching it again after all these years and thinking, this is hilarious. But as a kid, I would have probably thought... Oh God, this is so serious. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <gasps> but you know, looking at it now, I'm just—it's so funny. It really is. But anyway, what have we got now? Then we've got someone called at Spanky Spanky Span Glur, mm. um, who's put my thoughts on Beastmaster, even as a young girl, seeing Mark Singer in leather pants wielding a sword. Make me feel funny in my knickers. <laughs> in my knickers. Uh, and then uh, Dave, because um, he can't have a conversation with Tina in the house, replied, <laughs> <laughs> he had the same effects in my underpants and I'm a heterosexual male. I'm glad you clarified that. And again, they carry on, don't they? Yes. There's another retort saying, Really? Mm. Maybe we should watch it. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, yes, and I can imagine that Tina and Dave playing out the Tanya Robertson, you know, the uh, the 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 Dar scenes, um, <laughs> and because they've got a little dog, I can imagine their little dog sort of like they're getting the little dog to steal their clothes, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Alan J. Sanders. Uh, he says, I sent a few messages directly to me. That's me. Uh, with my thoughts. I can't wait to hear how they both cover the material. Ooh. He's really, he's been really excited for this. And so, yeah, so yeah. yeah, that I've been a bit nervous thinking, oh God, I hope we do it justice. Uh, but, you know. Well, he's I'm, a professional, isn't he? We're, 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 we're amateurs. He do, yes. And I think this might. Well, no, we'll do Frederick. Frederick. Uh, we'll do his next. And then. I'll uh, we'll put uh, Alan's um, audio uh, after that. So go on, then you do Friedrich. Friedrich, Friedrich, I apologise. I don't mean to murder your name. I'm just rubbish at Lily. Lily, what? Friedrich, you know who you are. 
<laughs> we love your. Um, he's gone, huh? I don't remember that image at all. All my memories from that movie are more like this. But I don't know what it was. It is a picture of Tanya Roberts uh, with her tits out. Uh, it, 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 it is on Fair Twitter. Enough. Yes. Uh, so there you are. Uh, right. As I've mentioned, so if you've heard from a couple of idiots, but now uh, it, it's time to hear from a professional with a professional sounding voice. Uh, and here he is. It, it is Mr. Alan Sanders from the fantastic Wilder Ride podcast. Go out and check their podcast out. It's amazing. Um, they do a they cover Gene Wilder movies. So far, they've done uh, Blazing Saddles and Help Me. I've forgotten. What's it called? Adam, help what? me. What's the other S- film? Uh, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Oh, fuck me. God. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to fucking aneurysm then. Um, so, uh, yes. So that they've covered those movies. And the, the thing about their, film, uh, their podcast is it's amazingly well produced and they break down the movie one minute at a time how amazing is that and it is incredible you know you think how the fuck can they do that but then the show the shows like we've they've had um dave tina ben on to name a few guests and then they'll just chat about a minute and it's amazing how they can go off on a tangent about you know you think cool how can they talk about a minute uh but the stuff that they come out with is is mind-blowing so and and they're doing uh, little special shows at the minute. I think they've done the Big Lebowski, uh, the Princess Bride. They're doing uh, a few other shows. So check them out. They are brilliant. Uh, the Wilder Ride, that is. But here you go. Here you can listen from... Uh, oh, God, get my fucking words out. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove that I'm a complete and utter twat. Uh, and, and Alan is amazing. Here he is telling us a bit about his thoughts on The Beastmaster. Hey, Chris and Adam, thanks so much for giving me a second to record my thoughts and send them to you during this latest edition of looking back at a movie you saw from your youth and deciding, is it any good now that you're an adult? Now, I'll be honest, I did not go back and watch it, so I just wanted to share some of my initial thoughts, maybe before you get too deep in the discussion, or these are the things I'll be looking for on the backside of the episode here on 60 Minutes With. It was one of the first fantasy movies I ever saw as a kid, uh, live action, uh, Conan the Barbarian being the second one, probably in that same time frame, Dragon Slayer showed up. But as far as a younger kid, this movie just captured like everything that I was into at that time in my life. I was just in middle school, which for us, uh, where I lived up in, in Michigan, was seventh, eighth and ninth grade. And that those were the the middle school years. And I that's when I discovered Dungeons and Dragons, met my lifelong best friend. We are still friends to this day, but we played Dungeons and Dragons all the time, uh, played Dragon's Lair at the arcade all the time because of its uh, fantasy elements. Of course, loved anything to do with sword and sorcery. We watched it over and over and over and over and over again as kids. And I just loved the whole concept, the idea of a man who could look through the eyes of, of the different beasts that he had kind of mastery over. I love the idea that it was almost like two storylines going on at the same time. You had the sort of uh, high priest that was ruling the town through his views of uh, superstition. And then you had the hordes and the adventure that the Beastmaster went on to uh, go through this land and, uh, you know, eventually be brought to defeat the high priest and then have to defend the town from the onslaught uh, from the horde uh, meeting these creatures along the way that were had the, the leathery wings and no mouth. And I remember uh, as a kid watching 
someone being backed into the arms of one of these things and then all this goop falling down and I'm going, what's going on? And then when they open their wings, nothing but bones. And I was like, oh, what is that? Some of the things that struck out to me that I'll I'll wait to see if you guys address because this always bothered me when John Amos's character, Seth, I mean, I guess he's sort of like the barbarian. He's all strength. He's got his son. He's got the staff. He, uh, he's trying to tell all the townspeople that are, that are prepping for the horde. He's like standing on the, the, the big board or, or wooden door or whatever. And he's like, pull for your freedom. I'm like, dude, it'd be a lot easier if you would get off of the board. I just thought it was the, the, the coolest movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually finding it and watching it again. I'm going to guess that Chris's cry his eyes out moment as a youth is when one of the ferrets saves his master by uh, jumping on Rip Torn's neck and chewing on it, and they both plunge into the fire. I don't know if that was Kodo or Poto. I think it was Kodo, but I can't remember. So I think uh, that's going to be the moment that has Chris crying like a two-year-old, and that's fine. We all need to curl up into a fetal position from time to time. Ultimately, I remember it being one of those fun movies I could always go to as a preteen through early teens. I can also remember this, the absolute 100% disappointment at going to the movie theaters to see Beastmaster 2 and going, what is this? It's the same feeling I got when I went to go see Phantom Menace when they said Star Wars is back. And I was just walking out of the theater with that dull glaze of what did I just watch? And the same feeling I had when I walked out of the fourth Indiana Jones movie, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's like, how do you take something that was so good and then take a dump on it and then light it on fire and then put it out for the audience, have the balls to charge admission to watch it? Uh, It was just terrible. I remember having a thing for Tanya Roberts for a long, long time. Uh, Can't imagine why, but I always thought that she was super smoking hot in that and uh, maybe have always been a closet Tanya Roberts fan as a result of that movie. That's it. I'm not going to bore you guys any more than this. Just thanks for giving me a second to talk about it. I just remember it super fondly as a kid and cannot wait to hear what the breakdown is from the two of you. Love 60 Minutes with anybody who's listening. If you're a first time subscriber, you need to go back and binge. So many of their episodes are so, so good. These guys are funny. They know their material. They've got such great chemistry across the board. Uh, It's one of my all-time favorite podcasts at this point in time. Whenever there's a new episode that pops up in my reader, I know it's the first one that I go to listen to. For those who don't know me, I have a podcast with my buddy, Walt Murray. We call it The Wilder Ride. We have a different format. We break down movies one minute at a time. That's one minute of the movie at a time. The podcasts are certainly not 60 seconds. They're a lot longer, but you would think, well, what, what's there to talk about in just one minute of film? Well, come check it out. TheWilderRide.com is the website. It's also the social media. Everywhere you look, it's The Wilder Ride. So whether you're looking on a podcast, whether you're looking on social media or for the website, the branding is 100% consistent. Uh, we call it The Wilder Ride because we look at the films of Gene Wilder one minute at a time, but our off-season content We will look at other movies in bigger chunks, but we do that same kind of wilder ride analysis. We want to give a little behind the scenes, a little trivia, and have a whole lot of fun with lots of laughs and maybe just a few rabbit trails here and there where we get a little off subject. Hey, Chris, Adam, get back to it. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of the show this time around. I just can't give you guys enough credit. You are fantastic members of the overall team of 60 Minutes With. That's Numerical 60. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. 
And I look forward to hearing the rest. That was Alan. Uh, like I said, please do check out his podcast because it is brilliant. Uh, and they are both bona fide fucking gentlemen as well. Mm. Really, really nice blokes. Yes, lovely guys. Uh, so there you go. That was the Beastmaster. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I just want to reiterate that because it was funny. I think uh, I did, but I think it took me to talk about it with you to make me th- remember that I did. Yeah. See, it didn't. Really, it didn't feel. Uh, I didn't overly feel it either. The the length. I thought maybe it did kind of go on a little bit, like that extra battle at the end. Although it was. They're fairly spectacular, I guess, in terms of like, they probably thought, oh, we've got this massive fucking explosion. Um, you know, we, we've got to put that in somewhere. So maybe they filmed that before or I don't know. Maybe they just kind of, I don't know. Anyway, it's um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So however, our next film that we are going to be focusing on, um, it would be my pick. But we are coming up to Halloween. So. <laughs> Yeah, if we want to get a Halloween film in, we're going to have to skip over my pick, and I think we're going to go straight to yours. No, we, we could do two of yours straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do that afterwards. So, but this film is one that I've never seen, uh, so I'm looking forward to. Surprised I've never actually seen it. Um, you know, considering I like zombie films, but it's a film that you've seen at some point. I'm yes, guessing. Yes, a film I saw a lot. As, mm. a, as a younger child, a lot. I mean, seriously, quite a lot. Watched this many, many times. Uh, it is Return of the Living Dead. Ooh, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, so uh, yes, check us out at sixty minutes with. Uh, go to the website um, sixty minutes with dot co dot uk. Uh, I'm at dastardly jabby. You're at ape mutterings. And thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.